0: Hello, Podic humans, and welcome to the Podicies podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan Kaysen, Jim Morrow. Guys, this is it. Howdy, gentlemen. Boy, let me tell you
1: what, I am grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater. I'm telling you what, boy, this is it. I mean, this is what? What podcast
2: is, are we on? <laughs> What's happening right now? Hillbilly Bible. This I don't is know, it. Redneck, the, only thing it out. the only thing from keeping Alan from going full deliverance was this <laughs> podcast. And now that the catechism season is over, he's just gone round the bend. I'm oh oh telling you. Boy, howdy. Oh, boy. Howdy. All right. Boy, howdy. <laughs> it is good to be with y'all. Why are we acting so crazy? What is this? What is the it that this is? This is the final question of Wesley's revision of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Yeah. Which means that with all of you, we have gone over 107 questions yep. of basic Christian belief and talked about why it matters. Isn't that amazing? It We've done is it in what? Amazing. 60 episodes? Uh, 58. What, what is whatever. even I more mean,
1: amazing? I math good. What's even more amazing than the three of us talking about these questions? is that a certain amount of people, not very many, actually listen to us do it.
0: Yes, exactly. And like our oh, regulars. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, can I just say one of the craziest moments for me was at annual conference this year. And those who are not UMC, um, annual conferences are yearly uh, conference meeting. Gathering and, a Methodist. M- gathering a Methodist. And someone from Jim's church who is a fan of the podcast introduce like comes to me and she's like excited oh you're you're on the podcast you're on the podcast you're gems for-. yes 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 i am yes i am and so uh she wanted a signature um so but she didn't have the 10 bucks i was charging for it so um
2: yeah, yeah. and that's uh brett's Tip from How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad everybody's been along yeah. for this ride. Yeah, I, know, I didn't me too. know. We'll talk more about our reflections on this after the question, but yeah, uh, I didn't—we did this for us. Yeah, very much so. So that we would have some yep. accountability to talk about and make sure we understood our theology, but also grew into um, just kind of a spiritual brotherhood for us.
0: Yeah, very much the so. The fact yeah, that absolutely. people listen.
2: The fact yeah. that it's helpful for people is just got at work. Amen. Yep. And, and I have people in my congregation, we have people through our annual conference, we have people literally from many places around the world when you look at the statistics, yeah, um, hundreds of people per episode, uh, which may not sound like a lot to you, but it sounds like a lot to me. Yeah. A community of people who shares and learns. Um, and the good thing is we can continue to share individual episodes that deal with topics. It's really... It's really been a blessing, so praise the Lord.
0: Amen. And we're not planning to stop. Like uh yes. Stop
2: till you get enough.
0: Um, yes, correct. We do not feel like this catechism
1: did enough, and so we are adding questions. (laughs) And so we are going to uh we're gonna do this is the uh revision of Wesley's revision of the shorter catechism. Catechism.
2: (laughs) Question (laughs) one oh eight. What's up with the Nephilim, man? Question 109. One Why billion do you downloads. say you don't know when the second coming is, when John Hagee knows? <laughs> <laughs> those are the kinds of things you're in for, folks. Two million downloads. Yeah. <laughs> that episode alone. No, yeah. we've got
1: plans. We'll talk about those plans, but we've got yeah. plans. Yeah, for-
2: take, for- take a look on social media in the coming weeks. Uh, we've yeah. we, we got some uh, great relationships. With spirit and truth, we have some yeah. uh, special guests coming up. You, we're going to continue to really, really enjoy this with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. So let's right. hit it. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the
0: question. The last question. Are you ready for the final question? If I was, hold on, guys. Is this
1: the last time this is going to happen. <laughs> yes, here it is, guys. Here, <laughs> Everybody, it, is. here it is. The the,
0: the rain the rain works are coming. The yes. water works, rain works, whatever.
2: <laughs> water works. OK, please, please read. I'm done. I'm done. Brett You're done. Are you, out of are my you, emotional reverie? <laughs> <laughs> pure stupidity over there. His
0: English. It's my uh, it's my superpower. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> um, question one oh seven. If I was an 80s hair metal band, I'd be singing. It's the final countdown right now. Um, But here we are, question one. Of course, Uh, an 80s reference. (laughs) Of course, of course. Uh, What does the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer teach
1: us? All right. The conclusion of the Lord's Prayer, which is, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Teaches us to take our encouragement in prayer from God only and in our prayers to praise him, ascribing kingdom, power, and glory to him. And in testimony of our desire and assurance to be heard, we say amen.
0: All right, I've got a question.
2: That's a hold on. That's a that's wait, a poetic wait. answer. It is. That's a okay. Just want to take a minute to appreciate. Okay, Brett, what's your question? Question okay, 108. So, okay. So
0: uh this is coming from Matthew 613, right?
2: Well, it's coming from the Lord's Prayer.
0: From the Lord's Prayer, but we've been looking really kind of at the Matthew version of this.
2: That's right. That's right. Matthew 6 13. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm looking in my Bible. Well, I, <laughs> I was going to say right now, but I'm not actually, but I know, but I know it's not in there. Like it's, that's not in there in the NIV, in the, in the ESV version that I have. It ain't Bible unless it's King James. Okay, well, I hope so, you
2: got a discount if they're leaving out portions yeah. of verses. <laughs> You, you know what you didn't do? You didn't go and buy it on the day where you get 25% more free. Oh, that's yes. where... No, so... Okay. Yeah, there, now is where we want to make a distinction between the Lord's Prayer
0: yeah.
2: uh, that the ch- of the Church and the Lord's Prayer taught in Scriptures. It's not a distinct... The Church, as it prays this, has brought forward other areas of Scripture. Now, yeah. let, me, let me back up. Matthew six thirteen. In, I'm going to read from the ESV, not Mm -hmm. entirely my favorite, but it's a modern translation, Um, and it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, and then it has nothing else. Right. And a footnote that says, Or the evil one, and some manuscripts add, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right. Right. You go back to the authorized version of the King James Version, which is a beautiful text, and verse 13, chapter 6, 13, reads this way, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What had happened? Did the ESV take things out of my Bible? Or the NIV, or the NLT, or anybody?
0: I I think I have an an answer to this question.
2: Uh, The the audience is like, okay, get to the point. (laughs) Um, uh,
0: A scholar I've been using a lot as we've been talking through Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer, Michael Wilkins, he says this in his uh, commentary from the NIV application Bible commentary series. He says that the doxological ending that many Christians are accustomed to to pray— uh, for yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever, amen, did not originally conclude the Lord's Prayer in Matthew's Gospel. Correct. The best and oldest manuscripts do not have it, and the earliest commentaries on the Lord's Prayer do not mention it. Neither does it appear in Luke's Parallel, prayer, Luke 11, 2-4. Uh, this doxology does occur in a variety of forms in many later manuscripts, although it was not originally in Matthew's gospel. It is in line with many other scriptural concepts and probably reflects the early Christian practice early Christian practice of adapting the prayer for liturgical use in the church, perhaps on the basis of 1 Chronicles 29-11. And I think somebody one of yeah. us. So yeah. that's
1: um actually, that's one of the passages in the, pr- as, a, as a proof in the catechism, first Chronicles 29, 10 through 13. This is um, the end of first Chronicles. Um, and just a reminder, first and second Chronicles are not split in the Hebrew Bible. It's just right. one book. <clears throat> um, so it tells one story, um, but um, gifts have been given for the building of the temple. And, and after this, after this is done, Dave, uh, David, David, Pauses to pray and to praise God. And, and, and so we find some of the words um, from David's prayer that are, that are in the Lord's Prayer. So David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, who we give you thanks and praise, your glorious name. So you got yours is the the power, the glory, and the majesty, the splendor, and these says yours, Lord, is the kingdom. So um, we get this, um, we get a sense that much like we do today, as we as we build our liturgy in our in our churches and in our services, we take. We take Scripture, we take God's Word, and we weave it into our, our liturgy as, as prayers, as praise, mm-hmm. as call to worships, as right. uh, doxologies, and so to speak. And so here it seems that the early church um, may have done the same from this passage in First Chronicles to the end of the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, right. it, and we just, we just, we, it's just, a, we kind of, this is an explanation for why a lot of our Bibles, uh, do not have this as a part of it in, a, in Matthew.
2: Yeah. So the translators are always looking for the closest to the original text. Praise God yes. for translators. Yes. Anytime yeah. somebody says, oh, okay. so-and-so took something out of my Bible, you need to think really critically because that doesn't, that's not what's happening. Right. So, here, what's probably happening is the earliest copies of Matthew don't have it. But as the church grows and they get used to, just like every time we say, I don't know, in our church, the Apostles' Creed, we followed up with the Gloria Patri, just a little song. Mm-hmm. Um, or anytime Nora says, Watch me, we say, Yay, you did so good. <laughs> um, you always follow these things up. So, the church is Praise the prayer Jesus taught him, and then gives this great word of, of glory to God, mm-hmm. and then it starts to get copied into the manuscript by pattern. yeah, Not to change it, but in pattern. So that's why you end up seeing it in some of your earlier English translations. Mm-hmm. And then as scholars go through and find original manuscripts of the Bible, and we're trying to get as close to God's original written word as mm-hmm. we can, they'll say, hey, look, this isn't in a majority of the earliest manuscripts, or the ones that we find that carry the most weight. Right, and so it comes out, and you can see it in a footnote. Yeah, yeah. So nothing devious. You just have great work going on, trying to get the the best English version of the text we can find. And you will find in many of the best uh, modern translations, they're going to
0: footnote everything. They're going to tell you, you know, uh, and give you under you know at least a brief explanation of why it looks a little different. So hey, speaking
2: of footnotes, have y'all ever seen the Net Bible? No. Oh, my goodness. Y'all go find the NET Bible. It is the jam. It has like one verse on the page, and then all of the margins are filled with the footnotes. (laughs) It it will tell you exactly why they translated the word the as the word the. And that business is the jam. All right.
0: Net Bible. We'll uh, link it in the... Show notes. There you go. So there you go. I, I want to say something. So just because this is
1: something that may have been added later doesn't make it less powerful or meaningful. Oh, right. Um, Goodness. No. You know. And so. Um, right. And just because the the, just because translators have taken it out, because they want to get to the most original text again doesn't doesn't take away the meaning, yeah. um, um uh, surrounding it. So. You know, right. There is you know, nothing. Uh,
2: that is not true about that statement. Right. <laughs> um, Tim Tim
0: Tennant, um, president of Asbury Seminary, once was preaching on the disputed text at the end of Mark. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually said something very similar, Alan. He said he's like, You recognize this as a disputed text. Um, it's bracketed in most of your Bibles. Um, the earliest manuscripts we have do not have verses. What is it? Seven through twenty, or whatever. Eight through twenty, nine through twenty. And um, hear this. But he said, when you read this, there is some great truth that comes out of it. So he preached through it, and it was really good. Same thing with um, the woman caught in adultery in John eight. Um, again, it's bracketed. You'll see footnotes. Earliest manuscripts do not include this, but there's something very beautiful and poignant about that story that does, that i mean that jesus has not changed at all out of that and so as long as you understand where it stands in line with other manuscripts and understanding what those brackets mean when you're reading in your bibles you know again it's 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 good stuff
2: so i love it i love yeah. it so much like i just need to say I remind myself all the time mm-hmm. hey the kingdom is god's and not mine amen Amen. And God has power and I think I got power, but I ain't got much. Right. And glory is God's. Amen. And it's just beautiful. And 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 I I I almost wish that the church through the ages would have just taken all of chronic first chronicles 29 10 through 13 and all of those beautiful words mm-hmm. and just we would have memorized all of them words. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. All of yeah. them. All I, uh,
2: them words. So I, I as we
0: were preparing for this episode. I've been thinking of bookends, um, how, you know, the first question we dealt with a thousand years ago was what is the chief end of man? And the last question we're dealing with has to do with God's kingdom and power and glory. I think about bookends like, um, the beginning of the Bible in the beginning, God created and the end, uh, one of the, uh, ending verses in Revelation 22, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I'm coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. That the one who created will come back and set all things right. There's something beautiful about that, that bookend, um, the, even the book ending of the Lord's Prayer here, you know, our Father being booked in, book ended with, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. You've got the intimate, our Father, and you've got the transcendent, the kingdom. Um, such just beautiful, beautiful reminders of us of God's power and majesty, but also how close and loving He is. Um, John Wesley, in his notes on the new testament dealing with this doxology says uh, the sovereign right of all things that are over that are let me restart this the sovereign right of all things that are or ever were created the executive power whereby thou governest all things in thy everlasting kingdom the praise due from every creature for thy power and all thy wondrous works and the mightiness of thy kingdom which endureth throughout all ages, even forever and ever. It is observable that though the doxology as well as the petitions of this prayer is threefold, it is directed to the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost distinctly. Yet is the whole, fully applicable both to yet is the holy, fully applicable both to every person and to the ever-blessed, undivided Trinity. Um, yeah, absolutely. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. The three. Yeah, I mean, just so much great imagery through through all of that. Um, did we have another scripture text? I think. No,
2: we done with the scripture. I thought you were going to read from Revelations. I did.
0: Oh, Revelations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah ah, I was kidding. Well, ah, the yeah, Revelations. That's my
2: joke. That's my joke. <laughs> that's What's funny joke? is that's no. his
0: joke. And I actually asked before we started if I could make the joke. And he told
2: me no. So well, I was I'm being a good of, boy. I'm I was kind being of a, a thief like that. Oh, I got no, you. No, I just I I love the
1: bookends uh, idea that we began with the chief end of man is to, to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Yeah. And we end with um, giving God glory, power, yeah. kingdom um, forever. Yeah, that it is forever, forever,
2: that, uh, forever, ever,
0: ever. ever? So, ever, ever? gentlemen, I've got three questions for y'all. Oh goodness, three more? Haven't we been, been doing this for two years? <laughs> three questions for you. Okay. One, um, why does the Lord's prayer matter today?
1: Because we're His disciples. We're, uh, um, we're to follow Jesus, and He. T- this is the model of the prayer that He taught us to pray. Mm. So, when when we don't have anything else to pray. Mm-hmm. Pray this
2: Because it is An ancient um, It is an ancient way To dig deep furrows Into your soul hmm. It's an ancient wind to, to blow and sculpt The rock formations of your heart I'm trying with metaphors really bad Some of these <laughs> Jim, are like work. Jim, Some I thought new
1: not. and shiny is better
2: New and shiny New and shiny is better until it's not <laughs> I was just reading from a buddy uh, who was talking about why, why are you always on a search for new content when you haven't let the other content burn itself into your soul? <laughs> I, want you, I want to ask you this question. Imagine you were an Wait, old, that's... wise man. Okay, It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot. Some of you are old, but you're not yeah. wise. Yeah. I'm kidding. That's true. How much wisdom would you get if you just let every line and petition of the Lord's prayer sink its way deep into your soul until it was true in you? You could get everywhere you needed to go. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's more about what discipleship is about than anything else. It's almost countercultural. Uh, when you pray, pray this way. Yeah. One, we still want to pray. That's why it matters today. We still yeah. want to pray pete greg reminds us that prayer is the natural language of the soul and we don't even know it mm. um we still want to pray so we need to know how to pray well there are lots of profitless ways to pray you know lots of ways that will do you no good but this is a mm. good way to pray because this comes straight from the lord jesus christ but mm. then do it with such a lo- uh, long obedience in the same direction that it actually starts to matter to who you are mm. it's countercultural, cultural like to do something Similar more than once. The only routine we get into is that you always get a number five, no pickle at Wendy's. <laughs> you know, Ex- extra like pickle. is that is that as routine as you get? Mm. But what happens if you just let, like the wind blow? You know, like the wind blowing against those rock formations in the west yeah. in the desert. How beautiful they are now, but it's just the the thing stood there and the wind blew against it for years, <clears throat> years, <and> throat> years, in <throat> yeah. years.
0: Yeah, rep. I mean, if we're if we're taught anything in scripture it's that repetition and remembering is so important to our formation, to who we yes. are. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Um, next question. Goodness. Why does catechism
2: matter? Because it and- is fun to say. <laughs>
0: that's it. All right. That's it, everybody. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Why does catechism Matter. We've been doing this for two years, over two years.
1: I don't know, and that's why I want to continue to do it.
0: <laughs> you just—I uh, um, yes. think there's something to that, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I think—I uh, mean, obviously, it teaches us the faith. It's—it's it's a way of teaching the faith. Yeah, and um, um, we are never too old. To learn um never too never too long of walking with Jesus to learn more um and I think you know as J- Jim talked about ancient prayer of the lord's prayer, um there's something um I don't know, um it's that question and answer yeah um of repetition that helps drive home the historic foundational Christian beliefs. So
2: that's awesome. You know, I was watching, um, the Braves the other night. We've been doing that a lot. My, my kids and I, we love the Braves down here in Georgia really hoping for them to be, uh, it's really fun to watch champions again. So the other night we were watching and then the announcer was talking, I think it was about Matt Olson. Matt Olson's the new first baseman. He's a pretty good hitter. Um, we've, we've, we've grown to like him. Um, but he was talking about seeing Matt at batting practice. All right. So Matt's got a giant contract with the Braves. Matt's a major league baseball player. Matt's hitting home runs. He's he's dropping the ball right in the outfield where it needs to go to get people on base and, and running the RBIs. But Matt is at batting practice. Yep. Okay. Matt needs to have somebody with him to go over every movement of his setup, stance, swing, follow through, and run, and he needs to practice those basic movements so that he can continue to be um, a major league batter. Yeah. So the basics are huge. Yeah. The basics of a movement are huge. Well, what about the basics of a Christian movement? Um, where you can go back and say, at the core of it, I want to talk about who God is, uh, and and it's a beautiful one to meditate. Two, it it gives you a foundation on which to build your life. And two, when you talk to people about God, the kinds of questions they're asking um, are not the ones that are coming out in uh, popular sermon series to books. Um, they're the ones that come out of this catechism. Yeah. Who no, is God? It, what um, is my purpose?
0: That is so good. You that that analogy with Matt Olson. I, even just last night, watching the Braves, uh, um, Austin Riley out with Ron Washington, the the third base base coach. He's out doing fundamental, just basic, just you know, sitting six feet from each other. And Ron Washington's just throwing ground balls or rolling ground balls so that um, Austin Riley can just remember how to get the glove to the ground, glove to the ground, glove to the ground. So such basic stuff. Just always, and these guys who've been playing baseball their entire lives, always having to be reminded. You may have been a believer for the rest, of, for all your life, but we're always having to be reminded of the basics, of the fundamentals. Um, when I think of catechism, the importance of it, um, I, I automatically think of Psalm 1. Oh, yeah. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked, nor stand in the way of the, that sinners take, or sit at this company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and that word law in Hebrew is Torah, which has a number of meanings. It can mean law, something legal, but it can also mean instruction, teaching. Um, Whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his Torah day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do, prospers. There's a sense in catechism is important for us, not just so that we will know the very basics, but there's a sense of the repetition and the going through it and the practice and the doing and the learning and the repeating and the hearing. Our roots get deeper, our roots get deeper, our roots get deeper. Third question. Oh my, so what's been, questions. what's, what's your, uh, what's your takeaway from these last two years? What's your number
2: one, your big takeaway? I'll tell you, I tell I've I, I've eliminated to one and I will do it. Yeah. I'm going to merge together this learning, our relationship with spirit and truth and the mm-hmm. way that God's worked in our lives and my lives over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, deep, deep union with God that you can feel and sense Mm -hmm. comes together when we really let truth take a deep root in our heart, and we allow the Spirit of God to weave in and through and bring those truths to life in us. Mm. Um, And so that's been one of the most beautiful experiences. This is not a simple intellectual exercise for me anymore, through experiences, through the work of the Spirit, Mm. through the accountability of these two, my brothers, Uh, our dear family spirit and truth and just the way God's worked in my life Mm -hmm. Um, that's just that's the takeaway that I've got this the more truth is is set in your soul the more the spirit will bring it to life in you Mm -hmm. Um, and that's pretty awesome I like it
0: yes
1: um I'm gonna go hmm The thing that I take away the most is the band of brotherhood that you, that we have. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean, sure. Do I have a greater understanding of, of of our faith through going through this catechism? Yes. Do I have am I able to better explain it? Yes. Um has it sunk deep in my heart? Yes. But the the band of brotherhood that we have developed, um, is something that only God could do. Amen. Um, and so, that is my big takeaway. That's my big takeaway.
0: Yes. Um, mine is really kind of a combination of both of y'all's. Um, I think. Think for me, this started out as a as something I've just always wanted to do was a podcast, and then finding the Catechism. Hey, this will be cool. And I think at first it was like an intellectual exercise, right? The sure. pandemic was starting. I mean, we were all sheltering in place. We were trying to be as, I think our creative juices were going pretty well. And so, but we were also all kind of lonely and scared. And so coming together and just starting out with, I think for all three of us, we didn't know where this would go, how long it would last. Um, but then something beautiful emerges out of that. And and the only thing I can think of here for me, the greatest takeaway is um, the community, Uh, the brotherhood, the band of brotherhood that we have uh, between us three. But then the the outreach, the people who have texted us and emailed us, called the voicemail, who have um, said, hey, this is helping my church. We're using this in Bible study. Catechism can't be done on an island by yourself. Uh, Catechism throughout the ages has been done in community because it's building community. Uh, If you think about the historicalness of what catechism is, catechism was you took a, a new believer and you put them through a year to three years of instruction and moral formation and discipleship. And then you baptize them into the community. It was a commu- it's, it's, it's an innately communal. And so what started out for me as an intellectual exercise, as a, hey, we got to do something. We're sheltered in place. Let's do this. I've always wanted to do this. Let's try this. Has actually become something beautiful and holy and redemptive, honestly. Um, and um, I love the community that has... Yeah. Has come out of this, uh, the teaming up with Spirit and Truth. You know that, man. What a blessing! Um,
2: so, it ain't over. This is not over. No, man. We're gonna keep on rocking. We're gonna yes. keep on rocking. Uh, I want, I want everybody to to say, hey, um, we yes. could we could connect with uh, some people around us. Yes, and um, really grow in our faith. You yeah. might check out Kevin Watson's book, The Class Meeting, to get you started. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I, I know I ha- interrupted you. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. I, I want to hear, we want to hear from you guys. So I'm going to put this question out to you guys, the pot of humans and kesis land. What's been your takeaway from this catechesis? This catechism? What's been your one takeaway? You can email us questions at com. You can Maybe leave a message um, at Potakesis on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, Perhaps you want to tell us voicemail-wise, 404-635-6679. If you're a a listener, long time, short time, it doesn't matter. And you have some thoughts on this question. What's your takeaway from this catechism, um, from this, this exercise, this Potakesis podcast, this project we've done? Uh, let us know. We, we want to hear from you. Uh, we are, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, that doesn't mean that we're going away forever. It's just a little break, a little break. And uh, we're going to kind of gather ourselves, and we've got vacations coming up and all that kind of stuff. But when we come back, we've got something pretty fun. We're going to link to it on uh, social media. Um, but we are going to be um, excited to talk about um, some uh, – some stuff coming out of uh, the new Methodism movement and all that. um, And uh, the John Wesley Institute will have, Um, I'm gonna put a link in our show notes um, so y'all can go ahead and start looking at that. Um, I'm excited about the discussions, the deeper discussions we can get into, um, the guests that we're gonna have on the show. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's gonna be good stuff. Um, Alan and Jim, uh, y'all have been awesome. And this has been- I know. I oh, know. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I could have never have. I could have never put together this team. This, I think, it was a God thing that this happened when it happened, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff.
2: So I don't know why I'm talking about this like we're done. We're not done. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I'm dead, and this is my <laughs> eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, this is a
0: celebration. We're, we're, okay, so we're done with this. We're done with the Wesley's revision. We've got some new stuff coming up, and uh, we, it's going to be really good. So, like I said before, at Podakiesis is where you can find us on social media, voicemail 404-635-6679, email questions at podakiesis.com. As always, a reminder that the Podakiesis uh, podcast is a proud member of the Spirit and Truth Podcasting Network. Spirit and Truth is a movement of Wesleyan-minded Christians seeking to awaken and equip the 21st century church through the power of the Holy Spirit to share the gospel and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. We long to see a new movement of Christians who are empowered by the Spirit, rooted in truth, and mobilized for the mission. For more information and resources, visit spiritandtruth.life. As always, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes. That really helps us out. We're going to take a little break. I'm going to the beach, guys. I don't know what y'all are doing. But I'm going to the beach. I'm going to uh, eat a lot of fried shrimp at in Gulf Shores. I'm just saying it's just going right. to happen. it's going to happen. Um, but until next time, um, we can't wait to get back with you guys. Y'all have a y'all have a great one. Let us know. Let us know what you think and uh, what this podcast has meant to you guys. And we'll uh, we'll chat with y'all later. Y'all have a good one.